coming up on Just Elders Podcast. I get the whole cancel culture. I think we need to uh, create move cancel culture and start creating accountability culture. Mm-hmm. And um, accountability culture allows. Y'all heard, y'all heard that here first. So when the machine got fed, the machine then told everybody what to do. So the machine told everybody it was okay to be mad about Ahmad Arbery. The machine told us it was okay to be mad about a Breonna Taylor. The machine told us about Trayvon Martin. The machine, it's a lot of cases that we don't know about because what? The machine didn't say that shit. Oh, somebody told me they were like, oh, you vote? It's still, I mean, we got a lot of things that hindered us in this process. You had to crack everything. There's a lot that just stopped us from being politically engaged in our lives and our community. So now our people are very personality based. And when I talk to a lot of young people, the fact that they question and stuff, I'm like, man, when I was 14, I wasn't questioning the government like that. I wasn't questioning what's going on in the neighborhood like that. That's the only thing that worries me about our generation is understanding the sacrifice that we're going to have to make. I see our black party. Y'all know me, bro. I love this shit. Y'all know I love it. So you know I signed up for this shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm, but I'm tired of signing up. It, the same thing with our black party was the same thing with, uh, uh, Greenwood Bank. I signed up. Thank you for signing up. We'll let you know what's happening next. Like, okay. All right. Now what? Like, it, so it's just like these waiting lists for change. <coughs> ready? Born ready. It's Tuesday. Favorite day of the week. Vibe with me. This song has became more relevant in 2020 than anything else. We're going to start like this. What's up, family? It's your boy, Eldridge, and you are tuning into the hottest podcast that ever get the airwaves. That is the Just Eldridge podcast. I'm super excited. I say that every time, and I mean it every single time. First of all, before we get started, I just want to thank each and every last person that tuned in to last week's episode. Uh, our preview of our newest podcast, the Why Black Man Why podcast. Give it up, give it up. Round of applause, round of applause. Well, yours truly, Mark and Keith, are answering all of the questions of why black men do what black men do. Um, we are back, man. We've been on vacation for two weeks. Uh, y'all didn't know that we pre-recorded, but uh, we've been back. Before I bring in my guest, man, matter of fact, I'm going to bring in my guest, and then we just uh, chop up. Uh, first person I want to bring to the mic, um, this brother, I don't even know when I met you. I don't know how long. That event. Yeah, that uh, event. <laughs> Who knows? Entrepreneurs of Atlanta. Oh, young, young yeah. All right. So, uh, shout out to Kadeem, Y.E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, met him at a uh, Young Entrepreneurs event. This brother has a brand called Black Is a Vibe. Check it out for the YouTube subscribers. If you're not listening, watching us on YouTube, go subscribe right now. So, Black Is a Vibe, uh, dope brand, conscious brand. I'm gonna let him tell more about it. But it's a hustler, hardworking brother, super humble, and um, getting free advertisement. Y'all see this right here? That's what I was talking about, dude. Dude just come in and just, dude just, 
He ain't even pay for this Marco, shit. He just Marco. he just set this shit up. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I appreciate it though. <laughs> so uh Damn. y'all give it up, man, for my boy J Trey. Give it up, give it up, give it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate that, bro. How you feeling, man? Man, it's a good day. Welcome uh, to the pod, bro. Nah, that's love. I appreciate you. Yeah, Dope yeah. stuff, man. I like what you got going on. Yeah, man, tell the people what what is black of a vibe. It's a vibe, man. So like black people are the most creative, resilient, and versatile people on the planet. So I mean, that's not really up for debate, but black is a vibe. Pretty much, we just push self-empowerment, self-love, financial literacy, and ownership. All right. Well, y'all been around for a while, man. I've been seeing little yeah. celebrities and stuff popping on me. Yeah, hey, man, you know what y'all do with something out here? See y'all working. I finally got mine. I finally got mine. How <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. If you see me wearing <laughs> Hey, look. If this episode drop on Tuesday and you see me on Wednesday wearing it, mind your business. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> mind your business. Mind your business. That first I'm going to bring to the mic, my big brother, man. Um, I met this brother through, we always talk about uh, the work I do outside of um, just all of what we do but with, with Westcare. <laughs> and Westcare pays for us to go to these trainings that are typically boring as hell. Shit. <laughs> like, super boring. But you got to get your bread, so you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I remember one time going to this class, didn't want to go show up, and this brother who to my right, your left, is here and did an amazing job. I always call him the super facilitator. Uh, if you ever seen me facilitate, it's a couple of things I do, whether they're icebreakers or different things I learn from this cat. You know what I'm saying? Because he's real smooth like that. Uh, he's an author. He's a hip-hop head. He's a father. Uh, over around dope brother, man. Y'all give it up for my big brother, Kush. Man, I appreciate it, man. Good to be here, man. Love the vibe, love the show. Looking forward to having a good time. Kush, I got you in, man. Tell the people about your, uh, your get your mic a little closer to you. All right. Um, so, yeah, as, as far as what I'm doing right now, definitely, you know, the book I put out uh, two it. years ago, my debut novel, uh, Flicked It, man, a great story about growing up in the South. And just like all of us, man, we had that coming of age moments where we're trying to figure out what it is to be, you know, to be a man. It's loosely based on my life. So, man, it's a hilarious story, but it just kind of gets into everything that you go through happens for a reason, even when you can't see it. So I definitely appreciate, the, you know, the platform um, when I met you. That was one of the times where I felt like, you know, everybody's out here doing the work and want to do a lot of things for the community. But it feel good to feel people who have that same spirit that you have that never give up that tenacity to be creative and uh, keep pushing uh, for our youth to be the best they could be. So that's what it is, man. Appreciate you, brother. Appreciate you. So, man, it's it's a lot to go on, man. It's a lot that's happening in the world, man. Let me check in with my boy, Keith. Hey, hold up, man. Before we move on. Look, Kush got that shirt on says Flicked. Now, if you in the South, mm. old school, y'all know what Flicked is. You remember what Flicked was? You never been Hell called nah, Flicked? Nah. <laughs> so Flicked was kind of like retarded, kind of like slow. Kind of like saying retarded. You Flicked it. Yeah, something wrong with you. So when I see that, that shit had me rolling, bro. You Flicked it, bro. Yeah, you Flicked it, bro. And the main, actually the main character in the book, it was something wrong with him for sure. He was trying to figure figure things out, man. And in general, I think that's something black people go through sometimes, man. A lot of stuff that stops us from being our best, man. It's crazy, yeah. but we have to have to get through them things. Yeah, you know? but that, that's definitely a southern thing. That was yeah, some yeah, country. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's definitely country. country. Oh yeah, you flicked it, boy. Uh, keep the heard that a yeah, few times. Boy, boy. Boy, <laughs> flicked it, boy. <laughs> that's it. 
<laughs> nah, I was, I've never been afflicted. I was gifted, bitch. <laughs> gifted. Nah, I, I can't. I was gifted and afflicted. Nah, oh, shit. Yeah. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I was straight afflicted. <laughs> that was I, never afflicted. I, I, look, I just had a good personality, bro. You know what I'm saying? That's Let, why you that, working, that, though. That was saying My personality saved me, but. So he's a little flitted, but he cool. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, see, I was flitted and cool. Man, man, man shit, man. It's been, it's been, uh, funny, though. It's been a while. <laughs> exactly. It's been a while, man. We've been out here, bro. Like we've been putting out um pre recorded content, but still relevant content. Shout out to the hip hop doc. Yeah, shout hip-hop out to that man. Matter of fact, I had a lot of brothers reach out to me like, "Yo, what's his information? Yeah. They want to go check with him, man." I actually did my uh follow up. You know what I'm saying? I got oh, all my shit. tests back. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Shit, man, your boy, I'm straight, dog. <laughs> it was just a hair bump. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 but shit, that, uh, the, the why black man, why? With See, Lord, I'm going to talk about how real that is in real life when you oh, be no, like, that's, that's, hold on, what is <laughs> Bro, we, we, you know, we work in that space. So, what is this? Oh, nobody would be real. <laughs> okay, it's cool. So... <laughs> Hey, you know, I just want to shout out, man, to Mark being in the building, man. I did not think Mark was going to come, man. <laughs> Mark was having a good time, dog. Like, I'm talking about Mark had one of them pages. You look at Instagram, you be like, dang, man, that nigga living life right now. You better move back. <laughs> See, when Mark back. don't know, we got a group chat, but I send pictures to Keith. Like, I send a screenshot. Like, hey, you think that nigga coming back? <laughs> nah, nah, I, I knew my boy coming hey, back. Hey, what, 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 what? Where were you at? Chicago. Okay. Yeah, yeah my, my, my boy was coming back, man. But that, uh, Wild Black Man, why? Shout out to Speaking of Mark. You know, yeah. we got a new show. New show. New, new show. show. Carrie Classic, man. I, I got some good reviews on that. A lot of people kind of like that vibe. Um, yeah, shout out to Carrie Classic, too, man. And the, uh, Manhattan Gray. Manhattan Gray. Man. Manhattan Gray. To so the brothers that got the gray hairs, man, don't be ashamed of them. My boy got a product for you. Yeah, man. Okay. Then, you know, on top of that, bro, you know. Grays. We ain't been um we we haven't recorded live content but bro we've been working man these these this J E M yeah um, man um just media man like it's favor has definitely been coming our way um working, for the company just now lunch we have been getting a lot of opportunities on the table I know it's a uh, a lot of opportunity on the table when you begin to like get like in a learning curve meaning like you got to call on somebody to know how to accept this opportunity you know what i'm saying so well shout out to durante man like we had an offline convo with durante and we really i mean i just put it like this man um it, it's it's the wild wild west out here right now we we definitely like some pioneers and like when i go back and listen to what we got going on um you know just some of the connections we've been making some of the like messages we've been getting on the back end like i really feel like we making some waves we making some waves uh, let me uh, give a big shout out real fast to our newest Patreon supporters. Uh, number one, we have Gerald Mann. He is new supporter on Patreon. Paulette Washington, my mother, is a Patreon supporter. <laughs> the first, the first subscriber, and now the first Patreon subscriber. Winifred Floyd, my aunt Winnie. Shout out to her. Latanya Parker, aka TJ. Shout out to her and Miss Maury. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Tick tock. So uh, I just want to appreciate y'all. For those don't know, uh, Patreon is where we're asking people to get behind us, support us. Because if you do that, we can put out more content, exclusive content. Y'all merch is on the way. Um, 
I really appreciate y'all for getting down, man. So um, today, man, I just want to come in and catch up, man. It's a lot going on in the world. Um, we can start. Uh, I guess we talk on, go on to politics. Um, it's a lot happening. We jumping right there. We're gonna, we gonna jump right bruh, there, bro. Trump got COVID and got cured all <laughs> in like a few the, days. The time of yeah. us not recording. That bro. was a part of the plan. That was a part of the plan to show y'all COVID he, wasn't shit. Like, he said he immune. He said he might be immune after he got it. And that's what he said, man. Hey, one thing about Trump, you know, we gotta get him out of there, but boy, is he entertaining. Like the stuff he say, bro. Oh my! Crazy. He said, I, "I'm immune. I might kiss a guy. I, I'll kiss everybody. I even kiss a guy. I might not like it, but I'm, <laughs> I do it." I'm just like, bro. He, he's off the chain, dog. Bro, he's an entertainer. Man. Like that's what he does. He, but he showed you that white people really like just white people. Really, you got a, a, a lot of audacity, bro. This bro, should remind like, me of high school politics. This should remind me of the president of your high school trying to get picked. Where all he had to do was be popular and say some funny shit, and you're a vote for. Don't care about no because ain't no policies he really can do. Like if if any of y'all did SGA, ain't no. I remember SGA. You can't do nothing. You really body president. (laughs) You can't do nothing. Most you do. Most you do with SGA. Organize the trip. Yeah, you organize the trip, and I think you got name. You get like a uh, paragraph in the yearbook. Yeah, you get you get like some days out. Like you get to go to the little SGA yeah. room. Like, hey, we got to call a meeting. We ain't doing shit. We ain't doing shit. Yeah, because super irresponsible though. That would be getting me with him, man. Talking about Trump, like, God, yeah, it, dang, bro. It's 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 just. I don't know, man. Like Trump, a wild dude. Like I said, that's why Black Mirror ain't come out this year because he's like we living it. Like, so let's go to uh, speaking of you know Trump. Everybody on Ice Cube. I'm going to start with my man because uh, he a hip-hop head. Uh, so I, you can't be a hip-hop head without having mad love for Ice Cube. You know what I'm saying? That's for sure. So, like, I just want to know what – what because it's a lot of conflicting thoughts, right? Some yeah. people say, oh, fuck you, Ice Cube, because you da 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 And then some people are like, man, I fuck with him. I feel what he's saying. I'm going to hold my opinion. I know okay. what I – Let the listeners know that. What, what he said. All right. So um, Ice Cube – Put out what he's called the Black People Contract, Black America Contract, C-W-B-A. contract with Black America, contract with Black America. and uh, pretty much Ice Cube, like a lot of people, they're seeing what's happening in the world and they want to speak, they want to do leverage their platform to do something. So, uh, according to Ice Cube, he reached out to both parties, mm. Democratic Party, Republican Party. Democrats said this sounds great. Let's wait till next year. Uh, after the election to talk about it, the Republicans said, "Let's sit down and talk about it," because uh, Donald Trump had the what the platinum pro- program, platinum plan, the platinum plan, yeah, the platinum plan. So, so Jake Lane, Jake Lane, exactly. So, so, so We're getting money. <laughs> the platinum plan. That's what I'm saying, man. So, Classic name. So everybody was like. You know, he shouldn't have talked to him. You know what I'm saying? This And this has been a consistent thing. Whenever somebody meets Trump, if you even talk to him, it's an issue. So from from the Kanye West of the world to the Steve Harvey of the world to our HBCU presidents to the black pastors, every time anybody has met with Trump, it is an issue. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to know what, you, what your that, thoughts That are. ain't my part. Um Anybody can engage with whoever, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't necessarily, you know, cancel you because of that. Um, to give some context for me, you, a brother said hip-hop head. I grew up on IQ. He was my favorite rapper. Like, when I was in middle school, early high school, Cube was the true. So anything that I, when I take a look at him, 
that's gonna be a part of my opinion because that the album death certificate even the first one america's most wanted and the second one death certificate them was political albums and as yeah. a young dude they they stretch my way of looking at at life you know what i'm saying right. so i'm looking at him i ain't just coming at him sideways i'm like man it's cute so let me take a look at what's you know what's going on mm-hmm. when i watched him on rolling martin though that was the clarity that I needed. Like, you know, Eldridge said he he reached out to both parties. Them said, hey, we'll holler at you later. It's not like Trump sat down with him. Some people in, in his team sat down with him. Mm-hmm. All right, bet. But at the end of the day, when you look at the what they pointed out is when you look at Cube's contract and compare it to the platinum plan, if they said, oh, we wanted to, to sit down with you because we like some stuff you had, you would think that they would have put something from his plan in the platinum plan. They did not. Mm-hmm. So if they didn't, what? But they then tweeted like Cube checking for us like that, making everybody like perk up. Okay, so maybe I should look at because this Cube and it's kind of like man at this critical juncture right before the election, right. you know it, it was a it was a way to, to to utilize him right you know what i'm saying and play him in that regard and he said as much if you look at he's like both of them i'm putting yeah. myself out there i know they can play me you know or take advantage of the situation yeah. okay. and to me that's that's just what they did he's too smart when you look at his business moves how he got out of contracts back in the days the things he did with big baller and all that kind of stuff cube too smart to not have really done his homework and allowed him to be misused right in this moment to me. Yeah. So you agree with the move or disagree with the move? He could do the move, you know what I'm saying, and yeah. talk to whoever. But right now, I think for him to allow him to to use him in that way, I don't you don't agree, agree with okay. that. You know what I'm I agree with that. I had a few issues with it because, like, let's really let's really think about it. Like right. you went to go talk to the president of the United States in 2020 about a plan for black people, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with talking about a plan. Let's let's just keep that, you know, that's what it is. Because, like, even looking at this, a lot of people said Q should just shut up. <laughs> but that's like telling LeBron to shut up and dribble. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I get that part. But he's the president now. If he wanted a plan, he can do that today. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? I agree. So if you, if you want to talk about a plan, that's okay. But... 20 days outside of the election, you wouldn't have a plan. And then and then for, for someone to say that he'll never support a president like Trump and then and then say on national radio with Big Tigger the other day. Yeah, I seen the interview with Big Tigger. He asked him, like, hey, listen, has anything changed since you, uh, you know, <coughs> put that tweet out? I think it was back Because he, he did a song, too. He did a song talking about Trump. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he replied, well, you know, not really. And I'm like, bro, what's not really? Do you support the dude or do you not support the dude? Not to mention, the dude never met with Trump. Like, him and Trump never never met, never had a conversation, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, whoever put that tweet out about, yo, uh, shout out to Q for working with. Mm-hmm. That, was, that was uh, Katrina Bruh. Pearson. She's one of those black conservative Bruh. operative. Yeah, well, that's what they do. That's, what, does that's what, do? what they do. What does she do? What value does she hold? Like, Q, for, for someone of Q's stature, you need Trump saying that, first off. To like make it, you know, valid. So now Cube is just a piece being used, mm-hmm. and for someone who 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 who's a businessman, you know, father gangster rap, whatever whatever you want to call it, to, to be father put, of gangster rap. To, yeah. to be, I, you can say that. To be put in that light, to be put in that light by her, 
It's like, bro, y- you're a pawn. Like, you look crazy. Bro, we look crazy. So, and like, it's to me, it's just socially irresponsible to do something like that because of somebody with such a high stature. I didn't really. It wasn't a good move, in my opinion. Cool. So, everybody said good move. So, here's my opinion. Well, let me say this, too, before you get to your opinion. The difference to me, too, Killer Mike met with Kemp and got some things done. Ice Cube just talked. What did he get done? Well, he's getting some things done, pushed through for his uh, that that Greenwood Bank, and um, yeah, they're online, pushing some new um, initiatives for like healthcare, and they just signed a bill for some new healthcare initiatives in Georgia. So you about to get they didn't they didn't fully expand Medicaid, but they gave you more than what you had before. So Killer Mike did that, or was that already on the table? Uh, I just know having a conversation like Chris said. I don't think there's nothing wrong with having that conversation. Killer Mike definitely <laughs> met with with. Uh, I had a problem with that too. I mean, I can tell you my, my problem. Right, so go ahead, tell us your opinion. So, all right, boom. From Killer Mike to Ice Cube, all the way to even Diddy with the Our Black Party. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we didn't even get to that. We didn't get to that, but it, all this is the same conversation. You know, I think one of these things, I'm going to go to Ice Cube, right? Ice Cube, you just said he's a businessman, right? Mm-hmm. Brother is on point we've seen him make music we've seen him make movies we've seen him do uh hell a league seen him make a league you know what i'm saying when he, when when ice cube cube make a movie he calls the best directors call the best actors the best cameramen when he makes a song the best producers yes, find the best studio now when it comes to organizing you got to call the best organizers you got to call the best activists. You got to call the best right. scholars. And my issue is these celebrities who are Diddy is an organizer. So did, we've seen Diddy pull together the best artists and everything. We've seen his move. His events are the best. Diddy is known for his events because he brings the best in. Mm. But y'all are disrespecting this activism world like it don't like we ain't been doing this struggle. Like this struggle ain't been happening. And we can talk about music right now, right? There's a conversation we can have about music, and we can name some of the most important people in the industry, and you've never heard them because they're behind the scenes, right? It goes with the same with organizing and activists. You can't talk about reparation without calling in Cobra, in Cobra. You know what I'm saying? You can't talk about it's It's so much work that's already laid out, and I feel like they are not bringing in, uh, and we can go straight to the Diddy thing too. Like, interview Diddy did with Charlemagne is cool. But I feel like if you look at what celebrities are doing now using their voice, it is to me, it is too self-centered around them, the celebrity. If you look at our celebrities and influencers back in the day, they were leveraging their platform, but pointing back their information, their foundation to organizations they were connected to. Who, who would you use it as, a, as an example of, to a model to follow? So I would say Ali and the Nation of Islam. Ali, every time he spoke, he spoke about Elijah Muhammad and the work that they were doing in our communities. Uh, to me, it's every organization you look at, any, any influencer, uh-huh. Dr. King couldn't move without SCLC. Malcolm couldn't use without the nation. I think it's if it's not connected to an organization of work that's already happening, I, like cause even when I looked at Diddy's team on the Our Black Party, I was, about, I was about to give a little pushback. Like, what about his team? Because he has some political pundits on the team. Ebony K. Williams, is she not classified? No, we're talking about Diddy. Diddy. Yeah, like, so now we're going to Diddy, our black party. So, 
Yeah, he didn't articulate it. That so this so this is what I'm saying. Like I'm saying, even on that interview part, right? How we move has to be so intentional, like because the issue is the people that don't have the platforms are not being heard. So it's a lot of people that didn't even hear that interview because they're like, I don't want to hear that from Diddy. And and that's just whether they right or wrong. If you would have brought Diddy up, there was somebody that could have expound a little deeper. Somebody could have gave a little bit more information and brought it all the way in. It's it's you do it in everything else. You do it when you make movies. You do it when you make music. You bring those experts in. But I'm saying, who's to say them, those people aren't experts? Like you saw the list of people. So what are I'm saying, what I'm saying is, oh, you want them to talk? Yes, like I want them. I want them people to talk and be on the forefront. Give Mark got a pushback. I want to hear Mark. I want to hear Mark pushback on it. Well, now my only pushback was just saying. Diddy does have the audience. He does have the, uh, you know, the ears that are going to be listening to him. So while you said that, you know, he didn't bring somebody on there to kind of talk with him or to expound a little bit more, it's because most people are going to click on that video just because it's Diddy's face on there, regardless of even what he's even so talking about. Diddy so that, being that on the couch with the expert would have helped to hurt him. I don't think it would have did anything. I think that the same people that would have clicked on Diddy's name would have clicked on Diddy's name regardless of who was sitting next to him. So more information is not helping more. So what I'm what I'm saying what I'm saying is I, I, I agree with this is my last point. I agree with what Keith is saying. Like, you know and what I'm what I'm saying too, it's like you have that front man, you have a celebrity to bring the people in. As long as that team is behind you and they can uh back up everything that you say or even um present the things that you're saying i feel like that's that's so much more important than them actually talking on the big so, platform so the, the the issue i'm having is like I, I can go to the killer mike situation so i'm a part of a coalition called the georgia coalition to save lives georgia coalition to save lives has been uh organizing since the beginning of COVID 19 and mainly organizing against kemp and how he's moving how he opened up the state and how to lie how our city i mean atlanta now look Keisha, to her credit, has tried to do what she can do, but Keisha is the, uh, she's like, it's like Keisha the stepmama, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> trying to tell you what to do in your daddy house. Pretty much. <laughs> like, 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 your stepmama tell you to watch the dishes, but if your daddy say it's cool, you know what I'm saying? Go nah, out. nah, don't worry about it. We about to go outside and play. It's like, what, what, what the fuck you going to do? Stay why Some niggas that like the stepmama going to wash the dishes. You know what I'm saying? But to your daddy's still going to pull rank and be like, all right, now lead them dishes. Let's go. So that's that's what's happening with Keisha and Kemp. So what I'm saying, people have organized, are organizing, consistently trying to get with Kemp, right? Trying to meet with him. And one, I know for sure, Killer Mike knows of these initiatives because people that know him directly have contacted him about this initiative. We, the what I'm saying, the grassroots, the community is trying to get the same meeting with the person you can. So that's an opportunity. Again, I'm just saying we have to bring closer the relationship between the grassroots organizing community that we say we're fighting for and speaking for. Mm-hmm. We have to bring those relationships but, together but, closer. But who are those people? Because they promote uh, Tamika Mallory, who's grassroots, Angela Rye, Ebony K. Williams. Is, have- is Angela Rye grassroots? I mean, she she's out here. Yeah, I mean, like she 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 had she. What I'm saying is she's qualified. Is she, she has, like so? Then what's the definition of grassroots? That's the thing. Well, I mean, that's 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 the thing I'm gonna ask. What's you. your what's definition she, of a grassroots? Grassroots. I think of a community based organization that is you know 
putting in that putting broke. in that work. <laughs> they typically so, broke and nobody knows them, bro. But that's what I'm saying. I think, that, I think what Diddy is doing is trying to rechange his model on, like, because we talk about this all the time, right? How can we serve the community but also make some money because you don't have to be broke and serve the community. I, 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 I refuse to believe that because when I look at other communities, Koreans, Asians, Jewish, they're thriving. And they're promoting the communities, and they're making money. Yeah, so systematically, you can't, so you can't tell me. Too. I mean, systematically or not, we can break that. Like we had a point now where we have the most black millionaires, billionaires. Like I think that's what Diddy is saying. Diddy is saying, okay, I am willing to use my voice because if you listen to the whole interview, he did devote or die. He said he felt like he was used. He even came I out. Got this time, for you he too. even came out this time and said, "Look, I know it's too late. Ain't shit we really can put out." We should have got something from Biden earlier. Mm-hmm. So what he's saying now is, look, let's get Biden in, get Trump out. One. Two, let's build up this party. I'm going to put my money up behind it. He said that. I ain't disagree and, with that. And he has a list of people working. So but, now that we have that, what's what's the charge so now? I, so I, just, I, I, I agree with everything you just said. But I want to make my point clear. And I know you will understand this because you hate this. To me, <laughs> to me, when I hear people say like, "Oh, Angela Rye is grassroots," that's like women coming in starting organizations for men. Okay, like it's people that's not even in this. Like, I'll, I'll take Angela Rye out, but Tamika Mallory is definitely grassroots. Definitely, yeah. and, they, and they promote Tamika. I think he 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 would have if he had had some people there with him. That would have legitimized it but see, even more. But see, I don't think y'all really are following the movement. If you've been following Revolt mm-hmm. since COVID, Revolt has I been haven't. trying to. So yeah, go on Revolt's YouTube. They have been consistently, weekly putting out content to that's promote black politics. Yeah. But like, he's been moving in his way. And that's why I brought up Angela Ryan and Ebony mm-hmm. K. Williams. Because they've been the voice box of it. But they've been promoting it to me. How many, if you just had to give a number of how many people you think have been engaged with them. Uh, from the black community, what would you say? And 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 to me, I think my issue is kind of where Elder's issue is. The we don't value that as a community. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put a veil back. Like some of this community work, I know it because we go to the NPU meetings, right? NPU meetings right here. Every community has them. There are hell of people in these communities, but when we go to the meetings. Most of the white folks are there. Most of the older people are there. Mm. Being a community activist or being in the community or worrying about politics, that's just not sexy enough. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what Diddy is trying to do is make it like. Make it cool. Make it cool because because Charlemagne said one thing, too. and He said, yeah, think about this. A lot of black people just voted for Obama, right? Mm. Boom. Now, this time, we really didn't have enough political savvy to know. Okay, we really don't want to vote for Hillary, but who's this Trump cat? We ain't had no political savvy. So now is the time we're trying to get everybody on board so because people want to be in politics. That's why I say you got to build, you got to put people on the platform. So I remember, I remember when Killer Mike started the first Bank Black Initiative, mm-hmm. and I remember when everybody was going crazy. It was him, Jermaine Dupri, Usher. We were all at Citizen Trust Bank. Ti was all at Citizen Trust Bank, and he was like, "Yo, open up accounts." And folk were going crazy. Banks couldn't banks couldn't handle the traffic. Like niggas going crazy. Everybody got there and boom, 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 opening counts. So I remember sitting down with Killer Mike. I'm in the studio with him and I'm like, yo, Spendify is a digital platform that helps you find black owned businesses. We are talking about black businesses every day. We're never going to stop talking about black businesses. The issue is we don't have the same visual uh visibility that you have in your brand endorse us 
let us build a campaign. You still the face of the campaign, but let us just build it out for you. So when you go talking about what everything else you do, your rapping, your cars and all your stuff like that, you know, the people have a point of reference to come back to. The conversation doesn't stop when you stop talking about it. So celebrities create moments, not movements. Organizations create movements. So what happened is when Killer Mike stopped talking about the bank shit, guess what? The lines died down at the banks. And now Killer Mike coming back with the bank shit. That's why the bank shit is back again. So so it's his bank. I ain't got no problem with him starting a bank, but I'm just saying this movement would have could have kept going if you would have connected it with the grassroots organization. Another prime example, uh, Killer Mike uh, bringing up Black Lives Matter to his on his concert. If you were really grassroots, you would know that Sir Major was never really Black Lives Matter. You would know the community never fucked with him. Oh, you talking about Sir Major? You talking about old boy? That got Sir Major up? just got locked up. For spending uh five hundred thousand in donations, Shit. you brought Sir Major on your con- on the stage at your concert. Wow. You put Sir Major on your TV show Trigger Warnings. That last episode of uh the, the little Ibino dude, mm-hmm. you put him on your TV show. But if you were really grassroots, if you were really connected to the streets, you would know the streets don't fuck with this nigga. Nobody fuck with him. So what I'm saying is. We have to do most of the time the people that are really doing this work. You really probably not gonna see them. You're probably not gonna see them. Doc. Like I, 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 I'm, I want you to say what you're gonna say. Uh, 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 Can you give an So the so I would I would give credit. This is why I wasn't all the way mad at Killer Mike for the bank, right? Um, because when he did start that wave, Citizen Trust Bank, in my opinion, did a horrible job. They did a horrible job with managing and maintaining that momentum. They ain't spend no new money to got they advertise that shit. Like, they didn't make you feel like I already had a bank account with them, but I used to just go in there just to feel the energy of black people bringing their money to the bank. They ain't make the, when you walked in the bank, the lines were long. You ain't have music. You, you didn't make it a vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, talk like, about you, it. Talk you, about you ain't make it a vibe. So, like, so Citizen Trust Bank, like, in my, in my, um, and I got people at Citizen Trust Bank I rock with. They, uh, they even came and rocked with us at Revolutionary Movie Night. It was cool, you know what I'm saying? But they ain't, they ain't, to me, Citizen Trust Bank ain't really doing what it's taking to go out here and get those new people. So I wasn't all the way mad with Killer Mike on this bank thing. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying I'm all the way mad with Diddy on that. I'm not saying I'm mad with Cube on this, but I'm saying a lot of times, if you listen to Cube interview, a lot of times Cube really didn't know the answer to stuff because you didn't things, yeah. know. You don't know. That's what I'm talking about. You just don't know. And it's okay. The difference between uh, what you seen with Diddy and what you seen with Ice Cube was Diddy shot it and Diddy edited it. So it was, I'm pretty sure, shit that Diddy didn't fucking oh, know. Oh, was bro. a long, because if you look like, at it, Because if you watch the clips, to, you see the. Day to night, like, you, they were down see, there for a see, long and then, time. And then, just because I watch video a lot, you see <laughs> the edits. You see yeah. the jump cuts in it. So what I'm saying, that's the difference. Diddy got to make his shit pretty. Cube was on that's national a, TV. That's a, so, that's a real good point. So, bro. so what I'm yeah. saying is, 
put a nigga that know on this shit. Prime example, attorney Malvoli Davis, bro. Like, if you know this motherfucker, you know the work that's happening in the city. Like, we scream, everybody in Atlanta screaming Breonna Taylor. But nobody talking about Julian Lewis. Nobody. Shot in the head point blank by a state patrol right here in Georgia in our backyard. Nobody talking about, uh, dang, I can't, uh, uh, Charlie Tilson. Charlie, Charlie Tilson should be the poster kid of what it looks like to be killed while incarcerated. You know what I'm saying? This just happened right here in Conyers, Georgia. But the issue is, Mowley's not a fucking celebrity. Mowley ain't got time to be on his social media, making the shit look pretty, do videos all day, because he's really doing the fucking work. He's a civil rights attorney. So what should happen? That celebrity that does have that platform should link up with Mowley. And guess what? Serve, bruh. Like, use your platform and serve. And that's the thing that people got to realize. This movement, you don't come in this movement leaders, bruh. You come in this movement servants. That's so a very, so that's a very good point. I wanted to interject and just say, like, I think, too, man, you got to have organizations that, that do what he's saying, like to be those middlemen to help bridge some of those gaps. Because a lot of people don't know how to function like that. And when you know you can dialogue, like the brother is skillful, so he knows how to jump between this organization. That, that kind of insight, to me, is a blueprint. So <laughs> organizations got to be there to fill those kind of gaps. Yeah, so it's not a one-ended issue. You know what I'm saying? But it is, uh, uh, there's like a, in the grassroots world, there are people that look at that shit like, I don't know. Like, like it's, it's when folks be like, it's no leaders, nobody doing anything. And niggas be like, nigga, help. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, 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 it's stuff out here. And that's all I'm saying, bro. Like, all I'm, because like, so it's one of them shit, right? I see our black party. Y'all know me, bro. I love this shit. Y'all know I love this show. You know I signed up for this shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm, but I'm tired of signing up. For it. The same thing with our black party was the same thing with, uh, uh, Greenwood Bank. I signed up. Thank you for signing up. We'll let you know what's happening next. Like, okay. Uh, all right. Now what? Like, it, so it's just like these waiting lists for change. I'm on like 15 waiting but, lists for change. But like, like a problem that we time. have, a problem <laughs> that we have, you know, in our communities that we hold celebrities to this highest standard and it's like OD and you expect them to be everything. Like Ice Cube is not a politician. We understand that. Killer Mike is not a politician. We understand that. He's an activist, very, very knowledgeable. But at the same time, you look at a Diddy and you look at a Kanye, you look at Ice Cube, like these are not the people you need to be looking at for the thing that you want or the the thing that you need. Yeah, they can, you know, shed light, you know, use their platform for, for whatever the case is. That's not what they do though. So like, what 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 needs to happen is that people need to go back to the community, build the community, and then go community by community, building, 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 building. Uh, uh, find the leader within the community, and then build that that man or that woman up. Mm-hmm. And now and 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 now you have a true a true grass grassroots movement, and you have people who can articulate, push. Lobby, all of that stuff, and then before you know it, Bro. They, they're gonna start connecting with you know the businesses, you know, getting getting the money, and they're really starting to be able to push things that that we need. And, and it I, always starts locally. Can, can I ask y'all a question then? Because because I know you're about to go with it. Do y'all? Because based on what you just said, do you do y'all think that's did we do that, or is that like a media thing? Because when you say that, I'm thinking like, and we talk about this all the time. Like, why do they call? 
T.I. to talk about politics in Atlanta. Why aren't they calling him Maui Davis? You know what I mean? Like, why, you know, or, or why isn't when they call T.I., he's deferring. Like, hey, no, nah, I don't need to come on. Or I'm gonna come on. I'm gonna bring my boy Maui. Right. Well, so that's so. Here's the thing. One, they call Ti because y'all want to hear from Ti. Because if y'all wanted to hear from Maui, we would know Maui. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't like he's speaking. So that's for one. For two, niggas don't defer because niggas selfish. Mm. Niggas want to be the fucking leader. That's why niggas don't defer. Nigga, you know you're not a fucking. You know you don't do this shit, Qualified bro. To say, you're not yeah. a specialist. Yeah, like you don't. <laughs> that's you don't. why he named this shit Libra. Imagine his back running Atlanta. <laughs> Like, Who bro, cares, bro? Like, bro, like, you don't, you know you don't know. And, and that's the thing, niggas don't want to, on this podcast, I admit all the time, nigga, I don't know. I would say that shit if I don't know. And I'll bring on a nigga that know more than me. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that's that's the issue. So, what I'm saying, the, uh, the here's to your grassroots uh, thing. So, I remember um, with uh, Ahmaud Arbery, when that happened, you know, I remember the grassroots community knew about Ahmaud Arbery case um, maybe a month, month and a half before it happened, before the world saw it. And what happened, the video amplified it. The video allowed it to make it go viral. And then the video, what it did, it fed the machine. The machine is big box media. That's the Foxes. That's the Channel 2s. They need this shit. So they looking for shit to feed themselves. So they putting it out. So when the machine got fed, the machine then told everybody what to do. So the machine told everybody it was okay to be mad about Ahmaud Arbery. The machine told us it was okay to be mad about a Breonna Taylor. The machine told us about Trayvon Martin. The machine, it's a lot of cases that we don't know about because what? The machine didn't say that shit. So when we did a caravan for justice in Atlanta with 350 cars left from Atlanta and drove to uh, 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 Brunswick, Georgia for Ahmaud Arbery, that was because we had the machine on our side. Same situation did a caravan for justice for Julian uh, Lewis. Julian Lewis was absolutely egregious. So for those that don't know, Julian Lewis was a brother driving on a dirt road, left to go get his wife something to drink. Drove on a dirt road, had a broken tail light. Uh, State patrol got behind him. The dirt road, I've been on it. Like, it was very skinny, dark dirt road. There's not one light on this dirt road. So he was driving to get to a place where you can pull over because you can't pull over on this road. It's that small. Police officer then pulls a, a pit maneuver where he hits the back of the car, made him spin out of control, a car spitting in the ditch and now uh julian lewis is facing the police officer police officer gets out within three seconds shoots him in the head one shot fires him in the head wasn't that in savannah georgia so the police the police said oh i did it because uh, i heard his engine revving and he was about to run me over when gbi did their investigation when he pulled the pit maneuver it dislodged the battery so if your battery dislodged, there's no power in the car. Right. So you just killed this man cold-blooded. Now, when we did the, je- the uh, caravan for justice for Julian Lewis, how many cars we had? Nigga, 20. Whoa. Because, <laughs> because the machine didn't tell us to do it. The machine didn't tell us to do it. And guess what? The killer mites, the T.I.s of the world, they're not calling around asking us, hey, what's the next Julian Lewis case? 
so I can help promote it. But guess what? Miley Davis is. What's the? I got a question because that remind me of a conversation I was having with someone about when you talk about the machine is a lot of times I'll talk to people and I, they'll, they'll say, well, black people ain't doing this, so we need to do this. And I'm like, well, where are we all? What's the, what's the greatest centralized location of, uh, of disseminating information that black people need to know? Like right now, what's the number one way Twitter. that Twitter and Facebook. So, and, and that's the issue. Like even that, like having a media platform that talks about that, right. That talks about, I'm going to give you the prime example of that, right? You have the number one, what's the number one urban station in the country? Number one, largest of all of them is V103. V103 is the largest urban station in the country. They have a, in the same studio, right beside uh, um, Frank Ski, DJ uh, Big Tigger, uh, Grand Street, you have 1380 WAOK. I will argue some of the richest, most relevant content, every case you can find. AM probably do, if you collectively on all that shit, 50,000 listeners. Maybe. Maybe 50,000 listeners. Niggas ain't listening to WALK like that. Now, I will say there has been a new network coming, but they're backed by iHeart, so I don't know how much you're going to... The black, the I know black you, information. I've, seen, I, I've been seeing they buy a book, billboards. Yeah, so when I listen to them, all they do is news bulletins. Now, speaking to what you're talking about, I'm hoping maybe that content can get more like that, like where you're getting more and more bulletins of, like, this is what's going on, but it is pretty informative and it's still coming up. Right. So I will say, like, they're... As far as you talking about the big box, right? You said that it just made me remind. Remember I that seen that billboard. I, I, I said media is behind that. I don't yeah. seen like three billboards of them, and I said I was gonna start listening to it. But I'm just saying it's one of those things. What y'all? Somebody said earlier. It's one. It's not sexy, right? Because ignorance is bliss. Like when you really just realize how much we really under attack as a people, not just what they show us on the news. That shit can be stressful. It's like damn, we really getting our ass kicked out here. Like, trauma. Yeah, it's, it's 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 like trauma. So some people just purposely, I don't want to live in that shit. They purposely disconnect. All right, so I got a question in. So do we do two different things? Do we take that grassroots person up, like y'all was saying before, and make them into a celebrity, make them into the leader or whatever you want to call it? Or do we take a person like Diddy or like Ice Cube or like even Kanye, right, who's already interested in the arena, interested in politics, and then we teach them. We give them information because, you know, the people that even grassroots people, they didn't always have that information. Somebody had to teach them or they had to learn and, and study. So which one do y'all feel is like the best option out of those two? I think it's a both end. Yeah, that's what I was going I think it's a both end. Again, I'm going to always go back to Muhammad Ali and uh, that model because I feel like that was a strong model of someone who was taught, you know what I'm saying? He had a great relationship with Malcolm. He had a great relationship with uh, Elijah Muhammad. Obviously, when the split happened, he followed Elijah and went on that side. But he was a brother that when they were speaking to him about boxing, but he always took that opportunity, that platform, to take it back to what they were doing for black people. You know what I'm saying? So I need Diddy to be Diddy. Like, I don't want you to stop throwing your parties, get, like be the mogul you are. Be a Diddy. You know what I'm saying? I need Killer Mike to be a Killer Mike because that's how you got the platform that you got. Right. But I also need you to elevate those who need to be elevated. So to speak to speak to Zambi, we just said Tamika Mallory. She grassroots. Yeah. So let's create more. 
That's I gonna, I, uh, yeah. Now, now I was going to say, like, even in business, like, if you start in a restaurant, you want to get the rich guy who's, like, everybody knows got, got the money, or you want to get somebody who was a busboy, a chef, uh, you know, waiter who, who worked his way up to become who knows everybody's job. I want the guy who I know knows everybody's job because if I have someone who knows everyone's job, then I know that they'll know in each level, whatever the case is, they'll know what to do in that situation because because they have the experience, and that to me is grassroots. That's why I, I ain't gonna lie. That's why Killer Mike thing might might really win though. Uh, Greenwood just got his partners along. Yeah, he, you got I mean, Killer Mike that bring the pop culture. You got Andrew Young that's gonna bring you the you uh, the older yeah. civil rights mm-hmm. like bourgeoisie black. Uh, and then you got my man from the Bounce TV. You know he hood. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah he black. <laughs> he, he uh, got you, you watch Bounce TV. <laughs> that, that's your black. He black. But so would, those three say, together they gonna win. I do agree with you though. We need more of those Tamika Mallory models, like because I, when I think about it, I think she's probably been the most uh, grassroots person I've seen elevated as far as like Breakfast Club and Revolt and like right. everywhere you go. But then she's like, like they said, she's living in Tennessee right now, still trying to get Breonna, Breonna Taylor's t- uh, case taken care of. But I also think um, what Nick Cannon is doing. I, li- I like what Nick Cannon is doing as far as offering his platform. He has people mm-hmm. on like. I mean, he had Umar Johnson on. Nick Cannon like, need to stop apologizing. Well, I mean, I think he's done with that though. Because yeah. if you listen to his newer stuff, like he's back, he's back on to where he was. At. He had Dr. Mm-hmm. Greg Carr on. Like if you know anything about Dr. Greg Carr, I'm playing. You know, like he, he yeah, Dr. Greg Carr is like a, a, a actual scholar when it comes to like knowing all of this stuff. And Nick Cannon is giving that platform, I mean, even to and, Umar Johnson. Like, and I say Breakfast getting, Club does that. Breakfast Club they brought on um, what's Claude my, Anderson. Yeah, Dr. Claude Anderson yeah, when they brought Dr. him Shaw. on. I was fucking with it. They brought uh they just brought him back too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they uh I think they interviewed the minister too though. Yeah, they've interviewed yeah, the minister several times. They they've interviewed the minister. So I will give Charlemagne that. Like they have done he even did this young other young girl named Angel. She was like a black girl coming up in the tech world. She wasn't like I wasn't my favorite person, but it was like a grassroots mm-hmm. somebody that he pulled up and interviewed. So I will say we just need more of that, right? Like, because more of that is put people on. Now, it's up to the people. It's up to those organizations. Because you can bring, I can bring people to you. It's like with Spendify. Like, we were getting all these hits on our website, but it wasn't always translating the sales for business owners. And I'm like, well, when they click on your site, what do they see? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing to keep them there? And that's, I can't do nothing about that. I can bring you to people, so can you keep them? So that's one on the organization side. The organization got to do a better job at being able to keep those people that they bring in. You know what I'm saying? So that's where I'm at with it, man. I feel like uh, I feel like if I'm giving predictions, right, because, uh, hold on, before I even go to that, on the Tamika Mowley part, that's what I'm about to do with Mowley, though, with Clubhouse. Because Clubhouse has – all of yeah, you don't heard of Clubhouse. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna big them up too much. I'm about to say you better give out the plan, man. I'm about to cut your mic. You know? <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like I got <coughs> I got them on there, that, but it's it's conversation with the people that need to hear it. That's you know, fact. it's a, it's it's it's, it's it's the influencers that need to hear it. I heard they they did say they'd put what you call it interview on Clubhouse because they said that's how uh, uh, Joe actually Joe Budden said that's how he actually heard. The Ice Cube and Ticket interview. Oh, no, 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 we was all on there. Yeah, it yeah, was, it was, it was like a live this, thing. It was like mm. a huge town hall. So Tig about to interview yeah. Marvelin now. There you go. So like that's oh, no, that's perfect. So, but, but that's but see that's what we need. That marriage. We need more 
Breakfast Club and Revolts and media to bring these people up. And then the grassroots people, we're going to find these people. Like, we're at a, I do believe black people are at that time where it's like, we want to be more educated, more political, and more. Now, now it's been like that because even a lot of people talk about, oh, you know, black folks always blindly vote Democrat and they always giving a vote this way. But I think people need to give us a lot more respect than that because black folks has been very involved and very educated on what the hell we want and like you know what the issues are like like even even look at you know the election right now a lot of people say oh because uh you know trump did this trump 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 did that uh biden did this the farm bill this that and third but if 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 you literally look at 2020 alone and just look at you know the pandemic and all of that stuff that alone can let you know that homie can't run the country bro like so all that information needs all, always needs to be put out. So we're watching it. We have information, you know, at our fingertips at all times. So there's really not an excuse to be uninformed, but I think a lot of us are because we're actually going out and grabbing information. And I, th- I think anybody that, at this point, anybody that think that we can get more out of, uh, like we can get anything out of Trump, I think you're kind of delusional at this point. Yes, sir. It, it's it's kind of like, like your parents, right? You know which parents that act for who are going to do it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I have my daddy for this. Like, I know you're about to do it. My mama can probably trip on that. Mm-hmm. My mama give me this. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to think about it. What do we want as black people, right? And who you really think going to give that to you? And if you think you about to get that out of Trump, if you think you can't, who can you squeeze more? That's how Angela Davis said. Angela Davis was like, look, you ain't got to like nobody. It's about who can you pressure. It's not about liking. Like, this is a business decision. Like 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 you're hiring somebody, and, and, but I think black people are too. Because when y'all say that, I, I, I've been listening to a lot of conversations, and I know, I know why some black people are still going to vote for Trump because mm. how they think they can squeeze him, based on what you said, it's, it's, and versus how some people think they how they can squeeze Biden. Now that and to me, that's why we're still, you know, we're, we're not a monolith. You know what I'm saying? So people, so to. people, I think we have to have an under. It's hard to talk about politics sometimes because when I look at it, I look at some black Republicans like, bro, you want the same thing I want too. You want black people to come up. In their eyes, they're just looking at it like, well, I think I can rock with Trump before I can rock with Biden because of how I feel like I can squeeze him well, and vice the, versa. The and issue, it's a lot of differences with that um, depending on the black people that you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Um, money play a part in it. Like mm-hmm. I got family members. Yep. We'll sit down and talk about issues and because they got bread, they like, man, the Republicans, what they doing for my business is these tax benefits. I'm like, dude, but that's you as an individual. What about us collectively? Then I got other family members who I talked in the past who voted Republican because of the conservative things that align more with their religious abortions, beliefs. Abortion. Yeah. And they totally yeah. checked out. They like, I feel like I got to do this as a Christian. And I'm like, yo, I want my even, guns. even if you saying they, they uh, you going with them on the abortion issue, Look at how they warmonger and all the people who got killed. You just totally well. That, that pro life always that. is funny yeah, to me. Like, like he's like, we want you to crazy, have that baby man. that you can't take care of and afford, but we'll bomb these people, these babies over here. Like, and somebody and we has don't to clarify that to people in a way that's not condescending. Like, if I go into a group of people and I'm like, "Yo, look how you know y'all doing this shit, y'all doing that," and they you don't you don't have that spirit that make them see like everybody's not. But I definitely think it's just something to be said for those of us who can skillfully go back and forth, yeah. man. So, yeah. and I, and I think even that it's like, all right, you want them to have a baby, 
but you don't want to give them the resources that they need to be able to take care of that baby. You know what I'm saying? Like the black, the life matters until the life get here. (laughs) Then it's like because clearly (laughs) your policies show that it don't get here. Lock that baby up. Exactly. So, uh, so when you think about voting, like as a people, we are very new to the process. Like we think about the Voting Rights Act and when it came about. We're not talking about my great great grandmama. We're talking about my grandmama. You know what I'm saying? My grandmama, like, was getting, had to do the poll tax, had to guess how many bubblegum balls were in the the jar. You know what I'm saying? And even when they did that, it were people in town still getting killed for voting. So you had a lot of people that were like, I ain't even participating in this process at all, right? So then, fast forward. Oh, hang on. My bad. Fast forward uh, past uh, Jim Crow. When we actually get out of uh we get out of Jim Crow, it's still I mean, we got a lot of things that hindered us in this process. You had to crack everything. There's a lot that just stopped us from being politically engaged in our lives and our community. So now our people are very personality based. Appreciate it. Our people are very personality based. Like we fuck with people that we feel like fucking with us because for so long nobody fucked with us. You know what I'm saying? So if the Democrats have been the people that put presidents in front of us, that fuck with us, they put representatives in front of us. Like that's why so many people are so diehard. And we went, we started out Republicans. You know, I don't know the historical way how we switched, but I know we started out Martin Luther King and oh. trying to get the civil rights uh, uh, bill passed. That at the time the Republicans wouldn't put up a candidate who would push it forward and the democrats did so a political move was let's vote democrat and even before that with fdr when he came with the all of the social reforms mm-hmm. that's yeah. what switched a lot of uh people who needed economic assistance with the democrat but it was never history supposed to be permanent though it was always supposed to be strategic like use it, it use it how we, like you said somehow we just they you we know, locked we in we still we locked in and, it, and 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 that's another thing i want our people to realize all of this is a game. Unfortunately, it's a game with our lives. But this political thing, all of it is a game. This ain't no full-time job. This is like, this is part-time, old-ass white men making decisions about our lives and they dying in the next 10 years. Old, old white men blocking Obama's judgeships now leaving all these vacancies for a Republican to come in and fill up with all these Republican judges. So no matter who is the president at your local level, we'll strip all your rights and the judge is going to justify it. Now we have a Supreme Court justice who's going to back you up. So fuck your president. So you know I'm saying? I've been wanting people to have a conversation mm-hmm. before the conversation, right? Before we got to have it. Because like you said, it's too late for the presidency. We're 20 days out. Who you going to get? So... Now literally we, like two weeks. Yeah. yeah so legit. we we got a mayor race coming up in Atlanta next year, right? Ooh. So that's about you about to be hit with the same thing. Everybody you about go, to make your announcement? Huh? <laughs> Hell no. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. so like everybody gonna be like, you know, whether like you're gonna have a new mayor running, what are you doing for black people? And then we're gonna have to ask some real question. What has Keisha done for black people in Atlanta? You know what I'm saying? Like real thing like what have we really received since keisha was in office mm-hmm. real conversation but but shouldn't that conversation be starting that's now? what i'm saying you got to start it now because you got to build your case up 
you know, I'm voting for Keisha because she did boom, 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 boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then, and I'm not talking about transferable benefits. A lot of stuff uh, President Obama did was transferable to all, a lot of people. It wasn't specifically black. I love Obamacare, but then white folk need that shit too. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love that shit, but like, yeah, like people at large need. I'm talking about what have you done for us lately? Like literally, ooh, ooh, yeah. Like so, I want people. So we got to start having those conversations now about politics. Because now, mark my word, next year, folks will be like, "Oh, you better vote for Keisha. You'll vote for Keisha. We ain't gonna be able to do bop 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 bop." Well, what does Keisha do for us right now? Yeah. Outside of being cute, you know what I'm saying? That motherfucker fire. I give it that. I'm a, my man named Keisha. It's <laughs> fly when you hey. get from Atlanta. So outside of that, we got to start having those conversations. You know what I'm saying? City council. City council ain't did shit. <laughs> I don't fuck with nobody on city council. I haven't and, heard of city council and I, in a And while. I know them. I know, like, these people I know and I like. We cool, but as far as being progressive for black people, we got what they just passed a bill where you could get charged for watching a street fight. Mm-hmm. So recently there was a street, not street fight, street, street, street race. Mm-hmm. So recently there was a street race, and unfortunately a pedestrian was hit and killed. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. And uh, President uh, Felicia Moore, City Council President, said, "I'm doing everything in my power to make sure they're stopped." I ain't hear her say that about Rayshard Brooks being shot. Mm. Now it's easy to do everything in your power when you're trying to stop black boys street racing that's doing stupid head. shit. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That street racing. And I am saying the street racing is stupid. Let me be very clear. For sure. I'm saying it's dangerous. I'm not advocating for it. But I'm just saying there's legislation that has been passed to stop street racing. Because you see what's happening at. It's happening in the bucket. So Where's the legislation Legislation against police brutality? You know what I'm saying? The legislation for the homeless community. Where's the legislation like, we, to save the water boys? Bruh, we got five skid road in Atlanta, bruh. I'm talking about, sometimes, like, I was riding Atlanta the other day. I can't, it's the street, it went Memorial, where Oz Barbecue, you know where Oz Barbecue right there, Memorial and Hill Street, mm-hmm. okay. that intersection. You bust a, if you on uh, Memorial, you bust a left on Hill, like you headed towards uh, Edgewood and all that. That bridge right there by Grady is horrible. Yeah. But I'm talking about that shit is. You come right out of prior underneath that bridge right there. The, but do you think about it? Cassine Reed, a black mayor, closed the biggest shelter, Home biggest shelter. In, mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Peace Tree and Pine. Mm. Shit gone. Because white folk feeling uncomfortable. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And I think they wanted to build a new fire. I think when they said they do it, it was a new fire station. So what I'm saying is black people have to get more mature in the process and get out of voting for personalities. And right now we're doing a lot of personality uh, voting. Because truth be told, like, because you, you, you got the other side of black people that just, man, you say anything about uh, Biden, bro, they'll kill you. What? Yeah, kid, you say anything what? about Biden? Like, how could you know if you don't have a teacher? So, what do you propose? What's if we trying to be solution based? What would you say? There you go. What would help to get people to that kind of mentality? 
No, I think I think we have to bring uh, going back to the grassroots organizations, right? Uh, SCLC back in the day, they used to have the um, citizen edu- the CEP program. It was a citizen education program. When all they did was just teach black people, we had to learn how to be citizens. Yeah, because we didn't know Civics because class. we were fucking we were fucking property. To your point, we were property, so we had to literally learn why you're voting. This is how you do it. This is how you get involved. But bringing that back and really connecting it to it. So like, uh, people be wondering like how where I stand on my politics. And somebody said, oh. Somebody told me they were like, "Oh, you vote?" Because I had the sticker. Damn. I guess I look like a nigga. I be sounding like a nigga that don't vote because I be talking shit, whatever. I don't know how. No, I don't, I don't know. But they were like, they were like, "You vote?" I'm like, "Yes, nigga." They were like, "I didn't know you vote." I said, "Bro, I do everything white folk didn't let my ancestors do." Literally, nigga, I read. I own property. I vote. I do everything white folk didn't let us do except for white women. <laughs> One thing I know, man, because uh, I, I definitely believe in the power of young people, man. I think um, I was having a conversation uh, in terms of getting people, uh, you know, more politically astute, more politically aware is how can we be, you know, go into a lot of the, you know, the schools after school, wherever you can get a captive audience with young people, man, and showing them how to think like that, yeah. you know, at an early at an early age, because it could be powerful, especially if if you had like we were talking about the power of celebrity, if they were doing it. But even on the grassroots level, this brother got an energy and a personality. So if I put him in front of some middle school cats and them talking to them specifically, not no big vague conversations, mm-hmm. but specific things they could do. It's gonna light a fire in some of them, like, and they need that. That camp you let me do, bro. Mm-hmm. That I mean, so they were doing a camp this summer. Like even that, like that camp, like that. Like, I don't got kids, but if I had kids, my kids would have to be in that camp. Okay. And tell them about that. Yeah. What? Well, about that you. that was called Camp Taifa, and that's a offshoot of the church organization I'm affiliated with, First African out in Latonia. Mm-hmm. So what they said is, man, right now in this time period period with covid going on and i you can't get out during the summer let's take the time since they at home they're captive audience they need all of these things that we talk about and let's give them some fun engaging programming where they could tune in you know for a few hours you know every day during this one week and we teach them about garden how to be self-sustaining we teach them about finance we teach them how to be more politically active uh how to how to speak how to use your voice to get up and talk mm-hmm. to your peers like that was one of the things that he did that that was real engaging with him my daughter came back and was like man is is mr eldridge a, a teacher because if he is i want to be in his class well, what's the age group? Yeah. Uh, it, it ranged uh ranged from kindergarten all the way up to high school yeah, right and so that's what i'm saying like you would be surprised man like you're talking about we're personality driven we have a lot of genius that is just not being promoted well, so I, if you get out there, the people going to follow, but you got to be out there. I like that because that, that kind of goes to what Black is a Vibe. Like, when I exactly. see Black is a Vibe, it reminds me of, um, uh, shout out to Del Zeno. He used to do this Black Business Network. And, I remember Del Zeno. Yeah, and, he used to, and he used to do these meetings, right? Mm-hmm. And they would teach you facilitation methods and selling methods. But when you come in, it's black. Okay. Biggie Smalls playing in the background. 
when it's time to do our activities, everybody stand up, dap each other up, look face to face. It's not like those those state conferences we be going to, and everybody sit down with a book and you look mm-hmm. up. You nah, it was black. It was, and then he would tell you, we're, but we're getting money. Yeah, it was a vibe. You know, it was it was definitely a vibe. So when you say that, and we have to reach our people, especially our young people. It has to be a vibe. But I wanted to ask you, Kush, what do you see? Because you work with a lot of young people. Yes, sir. Are you inspired or are you disenchanted with what young people are coming up in there, just the way they're thinking? And if we, you know, because this is a different generation. This hey, is TikTok. I, I, for the most part, I'm inspired. Yeah, I mean, me too. I, I, I like, tell you what. I, see a, I see a lot of, you know, obviously there are things that are there as challenges, but I just kind of like, okay, that's that's that. I focus on my whole mindset is focusing on positivity anyway. And when I talk to a lot of young people, the fact that they questioning stuff, I'm like, man, when I was 14, I wasn't questioning the government like that. I wasn't questioning what's going on in the neighborhood like that. So that give me a lot of hope. Like I was just talking to my nephew. He came up to, to, to stay with me for a little while and me and him were just building. And before I was having more conversations with him, he seemed like he was mumbling a lot. Like, I'd be like, what's going on with you? He'd be like, oh, man. Blah, 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 blah. But then I start really just kicking with it and talking to him since we've been one-on-one, man. He was asking me questions about all the stuff that we talking about. Yeah. He was like, man, I was watching this YouTube video about this, about that. And I'm like, he's not a rarity. There's a lot of them out there who are yeah. who are starting to wake up. Even on rap music, I used to talk to him when he was in elementary school to some of the people who he was uh, listening to. And I just asked him, I was like, who, so who you check for now? He's like, man, I be listening to dudes. You got to be lyrical for me to... Just check it. And I'm like, yeah. that's what it is. And that's what I hear. I'm talking going around yeah. when I talk to them. They want them lyrics. It, it's mm-hmm. just that it's, 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 it's uh, they're waking up. And we got to be here. The people in our age group got to know how to tap into that, not judge them, not put them down, not expect them to be perfect. Mm-hmm. But, man, just help build them up. So I, I see it, man. Nah, see, that's exactly what I was talking about. Like, young people are really out here doing doing the work mm. so like you got to give people the benefit of the doubt for, for what they got going on so like questioning everything my homegirl Cree she got a, a a line that's called uh question everything and like she's she's radio personality she's like you know boots on the ground and she's been mobilizing since oh let me know, tell you Cree you know beginning of the year Cree goes so hard bro so hard Cree like, Cree the one that be speaking at the rallies I'm telling bro, you about nah, be going, going in, in. Yeah, I love Cree mm. you saw the mural they put up in the West End yeah 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 yeah, yeah like, like so it got our brand on it and, and it's her when, when, when she was talking in, in you know the megaphone at, at one of the rallies and like to me young people inspire me cause like when I was watching people out there you know marching and protesting bro it was it was young people Mm. And it was black, white, Asian. You know, it was it was everybody because they they grew up in a world where they didn't really see what what uh, our parents saw. Mm. Mm. And it's like, yo, what? Why is this even happening? Like, 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 why do people you know judge people from you know the color of their skin and, and you know think that the third? But they have so much technology and so much information that they can ask a question, go find, it, and it's like, yeah, you know, this is wrong, this is right. I don't like this. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. And then. Given the meeting that they have, you know, one to many, they can just, you know, grab people here, grab people there, put put out information that, that they want to put out and, like, really create something. Like, it's dope as hell what I'm seeing. I I, I, I would tell you where I was inspired the most. Like where I was inspired the most by young people. So, you know, after the killing of George Floyd, the assassination of George Floyd, you see the uprisings break out. I don't call them riots. I call them uprisings. 
And I can't even remember the city it was in, but these young people took a highway. They blocking the highway. It was mm. beautiful, right? I love that because we done did it a couple of times here in Atlanta. But a traffic truck tried to plow through the crowd. I remember that. I saw that. When I seen these young warriors jump on top of this truck, Drag the nigga out his truck, stomping on the glass. I'm talking about the truck is going. Kids on the window stomping it in. It was a big I'm, truck. I'm yeah. like, bro, this yeah. is a Trafford truck. Yeah, it was a that. tanker. When I seen that fearlessness, I'm like, bro, they in trouble now, bro. All you got to do is politicize them. One thing- See, that's the thing. Politicizing someone's mind, like, because everybody, we're, we're natural-born warriors. It's in us as a people. But politicizing someone, giving them a political direction, is the transformation you've seen in Detroit Red to Malcolm X. That's what politicizing is. Detroit Red was a leader. But when he became politicized, he became Malcolm X. And a lot of young people, once they get that, it's over, bro. So did you agree with Diddy when when he said what he said about the race war, when he was saying, look, this is a time now where... Kind of what you're saying, if we don't get this our black party thing going and politicize these people, reelecting Trump and igniting that fire and those other people, our kids ain't like he said they're not sitting down no more. So don't don't think I didn't agree with Diddy on that. that? I believe the race war has already started. Been started. Mm -hmm. I I I believe I'm talking about the race war where it's you're going to see young people going out. Like I know what you're saying as far as the race, but I feel like we're under attack. But I'm saying the, the fearlessness, the fighting back, the flat out I, arms. I, again, I think you see it right now, right? And I think a lot more people are. If a man can't got dang scrapped like ghost, right? I'm like, I'm like hold on, nigga, he's straight. Like, like, nigga, we good right here. Like, I feel you. Damn, I feel, damn, damn. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> My nigga broke that shit down like Rambo real fast. I'm like, all right, cool. He came, but, in, he came in like click, clack, get man, back. Ladies, <laughs> niggas on their back. Nah, but listen, though. Like, like, mm. the problem. I don't know before you go get him. All I'm, all I'm going to say is, all I'm going to say is, Yes, because we are making, we're normalizing a, a lot of conversations in the black community that were normal. Mm. The conversation yeah. of gun ownership is becoming right. normal. Mm. That wasn't a normal conversation That's when we true. were in middle school, high school. Yeah. Niggas, wasn't, niggas wasn't encouraging you to buy guns. Mm. So, boom. We, At least not legally. Like, yeah, like, but I'm just saying, like, the fact, when my mama say some shit, like, oh, I was at the range. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, nigga, what? Yeah. My mama? Like, so you see a lot of things that I think we, they have always been worried at us. And I think we're now realizing, okay, we, we do got to fight back because they're not just going to give it to us. And I think that's the reality. That's the only thing that worries me about our generation is understanding the sacrifice that we're going to have to make. Mm. And I, I don't think we've discovered that sacrifice mm. yet. And when we discover it, are we ready to make it? And that's the only thing I fear because we are the microwave generation. We want everything now. We want everything instant. We want, you know what I'm saying? We're not used to being patient. So I think that's the one thing that does kind of put a little hesitation in my heart about what we're about to do because they're going to come a level of sacrifice. Like, and again, a lot of this shit, like, like you said, MPU ain't sexy going to MPU meetings, being in this organized shit, but 
that's the sacrifice. Going to this boring ass meeting because you got to keep an eye on these white folk that's gentrifying your neighborhoods. Like that's the sacrifice. Driving down to Savannah, Georgia at six o'clock in the morning, seven o'clock in the morning because we need to show solidarity with a community that's hurting. And you've been working all week, but I don't want to give up my Saturday and I'm trying to go brunch and eat bottomless drink bottomless mimosas like that's the <laughs> sacrifice you know what i'm saying like when we start talking about the sacrifice of the work outside of posting a, a post yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. outside of talking on social media we, that's when i be hearing folk and folk be like oh man where the leaders i don't see no leaders well shit i know you probably ain't doing the work there because yeah, the do- leaders because because the leaders are out here right here like like that we already know there's a race war like that's that that happened when when Obama got in, and even and even before that, but okay. the information is not being trickled down to the to the young people. Like people need to know about gun ownership. They need to know how to start a business. They need to know about group group economics, real estate, how to leverage your assets, credit, budgeting. They need to know that stuff. So we the ones who need to be passing that down. Mm-hmm. So like you know, even with me, me me and some homies, we we started wealth wealth twenty thirty. Wealth 2030 is an initiative to give a thousand families and individuals uh, $250,000 of investable assets in the next 10 years. Mm. So, like, when you start passing out information that, that one that you know, you grab experts who know things about, you know, this, that, and the third. Excuse me, this, this, that, and the third. You can take that, go to a school, and say, hey, listen, this is a curriculum now. You feel what I'm I, always, I, always talk, I always talk about that with elders. Like, you know, we do this work. We have to learn curriculums and teach. Exactly. Where is the curriculum from black people? Bruh, to, to, you know, that's about what, like, that, that we have to get paid to teach because there's the money for us to facilitate these curriculums, but they have to be developed. So they I'm glad you said well, that. Well, the good thing about, I, as much as we all hate COVID, right, I feel like COVID, in my opinion, forces us and in positioning us to make a lot of moves that we were not going to make before. Mm, that's for sure. Definitely. Um, that's for sure. I remember, you know, I've already, I, and I tell this to any girl I ever dated. Um, if I've dated and we talked about kids, I, one thing I always said, my kids will never be taught in a white system. They'll never be taught. I ain't going to say by white people because there are some a bit abolitionists that fuck with us and shit. But I'm just saying, in a white system, my kids will never have that. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest ways of doing that was homeschooling because, you know, probably can't afford private school, stuff like that. And everybody be like, I can't do homeschool. Well, COVID-19, bruh. You can do homeschool. We're going to have to, like, we're going to have to come together. Like, look, just in this neighborhood, we ain't talking about a lot of kids. We just talking about 10 kids. Let's teach our kids. We got to now. You know, it ain't like you got. There's a model from K to high school. You can do it all together. So it's like. I think COVID is forcing us. I always talk about uh, going back biblically. I identify as a Christian, right? And I always say, you know, Moses, I don't think he would have ever split the sea unless Pharaoh was chasing his ass. Mm. I'm going to push back a little bit. I mean to cut you off, but. Don't push back on my show. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think it's also important to, like, understand how people can, can weaponize things that they know. So you you know what it's looked like coming to you. So like so like if you were in a system and you're learning in a in a white system so to speak and like the information that they give you uh contradicts with things that you've learned, now you're equipped to to dismantle things that come your way. So like if I'm learning about Chris, Christopher Columbus, well like I've learned what the real history is, mm-hmm. I'm I'm I can stand on my two feet and be like, that's not true and this is the reason why. And then whoever thinks 
they can, you know, go go toe to toe with the information that that I've been given from from people who who've done the real work, the real work, the real research. Mm-hmm. They can't even stand up to me now. So I yeah. I agree with you in the sense of your first uh, teacher is at home. Your yeah. student, your child's first lesson that you learn is at her home. Mm-hmm. But I also believe. I'm not saying everybody should, oh, oh you got to go to this HBCU. Although I fuck with HBCUs. I also know there are pathways and opportunities that PWIs offer that HBCUs don't. But on that level of my child is just now growing, I think it's sending cubs to Lion Den. I think everything about that system is problematic. I think there are teachers that we can get behind that are trying. But even if you talk to them, their hands are uh. Yeah. Their hands are tied. So, for me, I just ain't with that shit. Like, I just don't – I mean, it's a reason why they take the third-grade reading level and they talk about the pipeline to prison. Like, everything about it is set up for these kids to fail. Absolutely. And then that in, – in terms of our overall trajectory and leadership coming out of the 50s, 60s, that was always the one thing for me when I started educating youth is why I was there – not a a greater push for us to uh, control our, our our education. I mean, I I know there are lots of barriers and stuff, but still, that's the one area. Because in order to break through all a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff that we trying to achieve, it, it, it starts here. You can. I, I looked at one time. I was looking at other models, like okay, what they're doing in Jewish culture or for Asian sure. culture, and how they uh, and, and how they do certain things. Uh, obviously, when you are fluent and you got more resources, that allows you uh, a way to overcome it because you can homeschool or private school, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have those things, one thing that I that I saw a lot of people were doing is in the Jewish community, it's like, okay, the regular school day done, now you're going to our school yeah, right, for the right. sake. Yeah. And that's things that we can do, yeah, we're just not sure, doing. Sure. You could take, man, something as simple as shit today, NFL on. I love sports. But at a certain point in my life, I had to get to the point where I was like, you know what, man? I got to dial some of this stuff back Mm because we spend too much time on that shit, like, man, versus Mm -hmm. dedicating our time. If we say we serious, if we say we serious, we got to be able to dedicate that time. Do you know that's why I I boycott the uh, NFL? Okay. Like, in a sense, like, I started a boycott just for how everybody else started with the Kyle Kaepernick thing, but, like, my last game I watched was a Super Bowl between Broncos and the Panthers. That was the last NFL game I watched. And my – Wow. That's, yeah, that's been a big <laughs> bro. Salute. Bruh. Yeah. So how, my trade-off of that – because I was like football fanatic, right? Mm-hmm. My trade-off was that Sunday, all that time of energy, I need, to, I need to get that back to my family. I mean, like, literally, that's how I kept it going. Like, I literally intentionally, the way I used to intentionally be in front of the TV watching game, I'm intentionally putting myself in front of one of my loved ones or my friends, and I'm building. And that's why now it's done with, like, but I'm so overload now. Like, I was literally, I woke up the headlines and Kobe holding, I mean, LeBron James holding rings. I'm like, damn, bro, I ain't watch shit, bro. I ain't even watch. I ain't even, you, you don't even know the Braves about to go to the World Series. Bro, like, I'm just like, I literally have, like, I, I just tapped out the Matrix. No doubt. Because like, whatever's in your brain is what you want to manifest. I remember I'll be riding down the street on the highway, 
and my brain will be thinking about the upcoming games, stats, who doing that. And, I, and I'm like, why am I thinking about all this? Because that's what you consuming on a regular yeah. basis, bro. If you consume empowerment things, things about the community and youth, when you just chilling, your brain and that genius going to compute <laughs> solutions. But you got to do the knowledge and, and feed yourself all of that change that you want to happen. And you got to and you gotta teach your kids because I like what you were saying, those other models. Like I know what you mean because – you know, I unfortunately I I can't afford to not put my kids in that situation. Right. But what I do is the supplemental is yeah. adding on top of it. Keep and, go hard on that. Oh yeah, I mean because because one thing about it, I don't want my kids to look at keep school. going laid out of white shows. <laughs> <laughs> I just be at, I just be trying to figure Why out so many white people. Yeah, I know I just be trying to make sure that her consciousness is like okay. Like I just I don't want her to be watching Full House all day long, and then she start getting into like. I want because you know every black kid goes through that. I want my hair straight for sure. Issue, mm-hmm. especially if you have a, if you're raising a, a daughter. I got two daughters, See? and we go is going through that, and I'm kicking it how I'm kicking it. So you know I'm hitting them all the time with stuff, and they still came back <laughs> watching all that Disney Channel <laughs> and, and all that and, stuff, and, and, and I'll be like, Nah, that, bro. But, 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 like, but to my man's point, though, that's why they have to learn because now it's kind of yeah. why I let my kids go to school, go to church, right? Mm-hmm. I have my own views on religion, but I know they need to go because once they go, they get that basic foundation to understand, okay, God, religion, this spirituality. Exactly. Then we start integrating, okay, the African aspects mm-hmm. of it. And, yeah. You know, it's like all these. Now that my, my son asked me, well, Dad, what's that book? And I'm like, exactly. this is the Quran. You know, mm-hmm. this is different from the Bible. Like about exposure. Exposure is powerful. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it, we have to do all of that. So I'm, I'm glad that y'all talked about that with the youth because it, 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 it sounds like, we are on a good path, even though this COVID, like you said, COVID is a little fucked up, but yeah. we, we, we're coming together as a people. So, man. so my thing is like, one, I could keep this conversation going forever, but I'm sure. not going to do that. I'm going to respect y'all gentlemen's time. Um, if I had to close it out, just asking y'all a question. Um, so we have, I think the overall thing we can say has been a foundation. Ice Cube, Diddy, every these celebrities. They want black people to succeed. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about black progression. People are tired of us being stagnant. You know what I mean? Black so, excellence. Um, my thing is, and I'll let whoever take it, take it. Um, one, what do you want to see overall, you know, where us for as a community to be at as black people? Where do you want to see us? And then two, what do you feel like your role in getting us there is? I can start. Um, number one, I think we need to start with with separation. Separation. People will think it's like uh, you know some some kind of you know racial thing, whatever the case is. But that's not what that is. Like if you look at you know uh, a, a Chinatown or you know uh, Koreatown things like that's that's separation. Mm-hmm. So we need to 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 separate ourselves to where we can build something that solely reliant on us. And the money that we funnel through through that community alone, and I think the first thing is really about education, education and exposure. So it takes people like us to go back to the youth and show them, hey, listen, this is a way you can do it. This is a trade you can learn. This is how finance works. This is how real estate works, and then embody that with a group economics. Until now, you have people mobilizing in different, you know, different. Uh, forms and you know teams or whatever you want to call it uh factions movements organizations 
and then you can really make you know big waves in you know different places so to me i think generational wealth really starts with with the education i think people are going to to uh, benefit from it and sometimes it takes a generation like ours to be to be martyrs maybe we won't benefit from generational wealth but we'll be the ones to create it okay um, for me, self-sufficiency, and I pulled a lot of what he, you know, what brother was saying with, with education, um, self-sufficiency, man, being able to, you know, sustain, sustain our own when it comes to, uh, you know, how we spend our money, I think is, is, is super, super, super key for me, man. I just, I want us to be able to, to, it's like a lot of people are waiting for this big moment. And I'm like, man, there ain't no big moment. It's a process. You got to be willing to do yep. this work all day, 24-7. It could be when I see the young dudes in my neighborhood and a lot of people just pass by. I'm like, man, that's an opportunity to get out there, what's up, and engage with them dudes and where they at, meet them, and try and drop you know, drop some gems on them and me learn from them. Mm-hmm. I got to be able to know where they come from and where they, how they think. So, you know, it's kind of that, that uh, process. And I also think... Um, like-minded individuals sh- sh- need to need to stay in close proximity to one another, right? Me and his brother, we all build. We got things that we we agree on. Why I stay way over here, you stay way. No, build a neighborhood together and manifest. I can't get a million black people to do one thing. Oh, you know, uh, next week. But if twenty of us or thirty of us can get together, we could get something popping and show a model for. Because all people want to do is see something work. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, oh, that's what it is. That's what it looked yep. like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now they're going to jump on board. Man. So I'm with I'm with those kind of things, man. Because you get make everything so vague, it seems so unattainable, man. Break it down to very small, achievable steps, and we can we can really get there. Mm. I, like that. I love that, man. So there's a. Uh, Episode called Bats of the Blacklist okay. on this podcast. You should listen to it. Uh, my my big brother Javante Anyambuele, J E P Crates. Uh, he uh, he just breaks down that is a list of things that black people should do for us to go to the next level. Okay, and it talks about gun ownership, but one of the things it talks about is us living and in proximity of each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just you can't you can't win without it. You can't win without it because mm-hmm. you like whether you know it or not. You support that community. You, you're, you're, yeah, everything you do is in that community. So if, if the we Kroger right next door, you walking out and you walk into the Kroger. Right. Yeah. So he talks about that. Uh, for me, man, I I just want us, man, and this might sound very generic or like basic, but it's it's real, and I can talk about how I'm trying to help us get there. I just want us to fall in love with each other again, man. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I just want black people to love, like, love the way we laugh, man. Love the way we joke. Love the way we cope when we hurting. You know what I'm saying? Love the way we got dang, like, just love everything about us. And when you love somebody, like, when you genuinely love somebody, like, I got homeboys, right? I can even talk about David. I love that nigga David, right? Shout out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But David do some shit that I just don't, like, like, I remember he was working with, uh, I met Keith, and we were working on Spinify together, and David just was fucking up. Like, but I love that nigga, bro. So it's like, you gotta love that. So nigga. he was just like, man, you know, I'm called David, my yacht friend. You know what I'm saying? Yacht friends are people that they probably didn't necessarily do nothing to get you there, but I want them on the yacht. Like, I want, I want them to celebrate. 
Like, I'm a, I'm, I want them on a yacht, bro. I just want them to celebrate with me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I just want us to fall in love with each other again, man. And how I do, anybody that know me, like, I am, I try to be very genuine with how I build relationships and how I invest in people, how I care for people. And I want us just to begin to do that for each other because, like, I get the whole cancel culture. I think we need to uh, create move cancel culture and start creating accountability culture mm-hmm. and um accountability culture allows y'all heard, y'all heard that here first like that's a fact it, look it allows us to stay in the fold because like we we killing everybody off you know what i'm saying we counseling everybody off and it's like it like we talked about this on the and i ain't even talk about this today we'll come back about it later yeah. but the uh, Tory lane situation yeah. like and I was talking about it on the other podcast, and they was interviewing me. And it was with two sisters, so naturally, you know, they going in on it. And I said, what we got to realize as black people, we got to create a list of what can we not come back from? Like, what's the absolute there's no coming back? We draw the line. And when it doesn't land on that list, what does reconciliation look like? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Hold that person accountable, but how do we bring them back in the fold? And we are literally trying to, like, when somebody do something wrong, we removing everything. We would, like, like say what you want to say, but we having this media conversation. What we want to see from media, Bill Cosby was creating that for us. Like, he literally was creating from the fat albums of the world to the Cosby show. He was creating the imagery of blackness that we needed to see. And so we talk about those positive black images and marketing, like right, exposure, like different world HBCUs. He, he was he was creating that shit. So now he's canceled, but we're canceling his legacy with it. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's certain stuff that we just missing out on. So I want us to fall in love with each other. And when you fall in love and like you being in marriage, that shit ain't always gonna be pretty. But you got to know how. Like we need to find the tools to stay in this with each other. Mm. And that's what I want. I want us to find the tools to stay in this with each other so we can move forward. And I think once you do that, when I fall in love with you, nigga, I got to shop with you in your business. You know what I'm saying? When I fall in love with you, nigga, I got to live in your neighborhood because I want to be beside my nigga. You know what I'm saying? When I fall in love with you, I got to check your kids and make sure your kids straight because your kid messing with my kids. You know what I'm saying? When I fall in love with you, all of that, the tr- the self-afflicted trauma that we put on each other begins to go away. And um, that's where we at, man. We say this every week. I love y'all. I need y'all. But most importantly, I can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Just Soldiers Podcast. Yeah.